Hola amigos and welcome to the Add to Houston Amigos podcast, a podcast for young professionals in the marketing and advertising industry who are learning to navigate their early careers. I am Guido Falconi, the host of this wonderful podcast. Sure. And my name is Alexander Hulu, acting as co-host and current president of Add to Houston. Thank you, Alex. As You're always, welcome. our... Jesus. As always, our producer Jacob Denton over here joining us. Hi, from across the world. This is not be okay. This is a roller coaster. This is a disaster. Anyways, today we are. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, today we are joined by Maite Jimenez. She has she was a former digital marketing specialist and coordinator. She's now a freelancer, uh, and she's joining us today to talk a little bit about her experiences in the industry so far. So. Uh, Maite, it's very nice to see you again. Hi. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've ever been in this program. I think we have recorded stuff with you, but never for this I've podcast. I've been in here before. Yeah. But I have to like talk really quiet. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, because I did tell her, don't talk. <laughs> Maite is also a former um, chair of Actor Houston. She was a vice president. I believe she was also a creative chair at some point. And social chair. And social chair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she has worn a lot of hats in, this, uh, in our wonderful organization so mm -hmm. my tip you know before we start we always like to ask people to tell us a little bit about how they got involved with the american advertising federation and that to houston um so yeah um i always get asked this question but it's like always funny to relive it again but um it was during insac when i was um uh professor kelly and simone and thorpe they were all uh we were doing what were we doing uh, adobe uh, and oh, that's a cool Adobe. Yeah, yeah. Adobe Adobify actually yeah. created the logo for it, <laughs> but um, enough of that. Um, we'll, we'll add along some, with the creative some director, clapping yeah, in the background. with yeah. the creative director and stuff. But um, that's cool. so um, one of the members, Stephanie, she mentioned about add to. I forgot someone. It was either Stephanie. I'm trying to yeah, remember. Stephanie, Eric, mostly, yeah, Stephanie. Mostly. Yes. Yeah, it was probably Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. she um she introduced me and she told me about corporate cupid. So. Mm -hmm. And yep. I was like, okay, let's just, uh, okay. I She pushed me to it, and so I did it. And then that's when I went into that Cactus Cove bar that was really uh, sketchy on the outside. Oh, so yeah. I, <laughs> that was great. Uh, I did a blessing, and then I went inside, hoping <laughs> the place looked a little yeah. bit better than it did on did the inside. Did you bring the cross with you, too, just to be like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have my, I'm like, I was right baptized. There, yeah. I was baptized. <laughs> um, um, but uh, I went in there, and then I met Guido, and Guido was weird at first. He gave me that impression of, of, of uh, cold overwhelmed. leader, overwhelmed cold like, leader. I yeah. think you were a little bit tipsy at the time. Too. I was probably a little drunk because I've been there since like four. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you're a little bit tipsy, I think. So it was like kind of weird, and I didn't even know who you were. Yeah. I was like asking everybody around, like, who is this guy? And then finally, afterwards, I've never heard this story. <laughs> yeah, finally, afterwards, they told me you were the president. I was like, oh, and I'm like, you should reach out to him. And then I finally did afterwards. But I met Rose, I met everybody there, and then I got to meet Creative Circle who I joined in um, Sarah. She helped me get my first Sarah job. Marbury. Yeah, Sarah Marbury. Yeah. She helped me get my first job. So it was a great experience. And then mm -hmm. I just kept pull being pulled back into the organization. And so we did Corporate Keeper for a second time. That's when I helped with uh, the whole uh, organization of it. And then... The planning, yeah. Yeah, the planning. I've gone through... We've gone through so many members. And mm -hmm. um it was like a big, uh, it was a big thing in my in my university and now in my career. So, yeah, and I think that second one that we did was also a Cactus Cove, right? Yeah, it was yeah. also a Cactus Cove. It was a little bit smaller just because it was COVID. So it was great to see it, how it was like the rise and then COVID hit, and it's like it was like really, a little bit of a setback yeah. of it. Um, mm -hmm. 
and then also now like boost and also now the boost of it back up again so hopefully yeah, yeah that's part of the plan for either the next for cameron to take over once she's president as yeah. well at least for me to help out in that endeavor because i know that that's definitely a big component that you know brought you and me into mm -hmm. this realm yeah. and i think it's you know something that definitely should continue to just, happen it's just our resources are so limited <laughs> yeah and yeah. just just for some context corporate cupid was an event that we used to have where we would get different agencies from around the city connecting with young professionals mm -hmm. in in a speed dating type of thing with speed networking you yeah. get five minutes talk to them kind of present yourself quick disclaimer it does not mean that you get the job off the bat <laughs> it's no, more yeah. just but, to help you but people have people. been higher from that so yeah exactly it gets you see, into yeah. the door yeah mm -hmm. so it's definitely but it was it was, it was great. a great hopefully we can bring it back yeah mm -hmm. with everything yeah. that happened um you know just going about with um starting your first job i know that um you actually helped me out in getting my first job after college as well is this the same job as well with Zervita? Yeah, with Zervita, yeah yeah oh that's how you got connected yeah that's yeah. how i got connected oh, yeah. it was cool um because like i was like so excited about it because because it was covid and i just graduated mm -hmm. so it sucked great. having to be around that um time of like finding a job and yeah no one hiring and then being mm -hmm. laid off of other jobs and then getting odd jobs too oh yeah I can uh, imagine that. it was yeah. so annoying i worked for i worked at a immigration office i worked at a h&r blog it was like i was american eagle uh well no that was in high that, school uh, <laughs> but I, what <laughs> because i saw it because i used to work there oh and on on linkedin it was like hey, you both were here that was that was, that was <laughs> a, a seasonal thing mm -hmm. all right don't bring that up okay I was an adult christmas when i worked there christmas <laughs> all right i got that christmas bonus i did really good all right yeah. <laughs> okay yeah, I mean, but with all wow. of that being said, um, how did, at least working in your first job and then, you know, transitioning to your last job as well, how do you feel like your experiences, um, you know, prepared you for what's next to come? Um, what's next to come? Yeah. Honestly, uh, honestly, half the time, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> Everybody yeah, wants to lot, think, yeah. everyone wants to think they know what they're doing. Even sometimes uh, I'll be listening in on the executive calls or meetings or anything and <laughs> They'll just be, you know, talking about, you know, the future goals of the company or anything. And I'm just here sitting there like, I, with the r rapid changes that we're having in the industry, it's like, you have to constantly be on your toes and researching the trends. So, yeah, um, I'm just like slowly, like swimming my way into the sand, the quicksand of, of everything that's going on. <laughs> and I think from well, the notes that I can true. see here in the show, it looks like you're, starting to kind of go gear towards digital marketing or becoming a digital marketing specialist. I mean, from what you've learned about it so far, um, what do you feel like makes it stand out from um, the typical roles that you did in the past, you know, from being a creative to also leading marketing? I mean, care to share some insights about that too? I wasn't creative. I actually was applying to the graphic design program at U of H. Mm -hmm. and, and then I decided not to just because of how, I know a great member of ours, Yen, She's yep. in the um, design program. She's amazing at it. To me, the program was just not it for me. Um, it was like very competitive. It's a very competitive one. Yeah. And you're in the program or no? I was going to, but then what was it? When I did my apprenticeship with Dylan, oh, yeah. um, I was doing a double major in marketing and design. Yeah. And what ended up happening was he said, you know, you're, you're good enough. Uh, you don't need to do it. But then after me, <laughs> yeah. like just finishing my marketing degree and just working with him, uh, still what was it, part-time-ish, he still said, oh, 
you didn't graduate from the program. I'm like, well, you told me not to. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, it's just a, it's to me, comedy. to me, like the, the, how competitive it was and the reward that it gave me. I don't think it was like something that I was going to like fight for yeah. in my career. So, and I wanted something a little bit more personal. So I just went into the Valenti school. Yeah. It was, it was like the best time to actually get in there. Cause Larry Kelly was still there. Yeah. Uh, he's a great professor. And yeah. then Simone was there. He was amazing. Once I transitioned from creative, I still had those aspects of creativity involved, but then I started going into more like um, the organization and like the behind the scenes of like the advertising and stuff of like campaigns. And that's when I started pivoting my way into marketing coordinator just to get an idea of what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a great, you know, first job, you know, outside of college just to know what industry you wanted to get into. So then after that, I started realizing, you know, digital is something that I kind of like um you know looking into the data and the numbers so uh <laughs> after that i just started getting into the digital and uh i didn't know that digital involves so much stuff like social email oh yeah analytics. i think that still throws me off every time when um what was it your former boss even if she throws me random tasks like oh we need an email for this and also like banners here and there and yeah, all, this, yeah. all this stuff yeah it's <laughs> it gets yeah. overwhelming with all the assets you need to build a successful campaign for just sending out that's we got I a promotion. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like the evolution of your branding. I think that's another thing, like coming from a design perspective as well. Uh, branding is always important. Mm-hmm. And even keeping that consistency, uh, even when it comes to just the evolution, as yeah. well as like, um, you know, the identity behind Raquel Torres is yourself and yeah. how you present yourself and how you deliver, I think really stands you apart from a lot of the, t- the talent pool that we tend to see a lot of the times i actually i love the way that you uh were acting in front of us for the commercials i like the zings and the the rolls and everything the, <laughs> mm-hmm. those extra touches really make a big difference and it was really a privilege to watch that and actually wow. experience it too uh i Thank remember you. i actually remember back when i uh while i was in college too i did um the student advertising competition we had a voice actress um her name was olivia swayze mm-hmm. um she did what was it it was until we weren't sure the way that we casted her was kind of crazy. Um, my professor just went through the acting school that was right across the, the building next to ours and says, we're doing a commercial. Somebody help us, please. <laughs> and then we had a bunch of people come in and then we just found this one voice that just made, that sold everything. We were just like, let's bring her on. And then she's like, oh yeah, I did, I did anime. I did this stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> and yeah, I did this character. I was like, I love this character. I can't remember the name That's of the characters. Awesome. Olivia, if you're listening to this, sorry. <laughs> but um, Interacting, working with her on that front was probably the funnest experience I had and actually doing it again is just really awesome to do. And thank you again for doing that. Um, I had fun, actually. Yeah. It was really cool to take the words and your description and bring it to life. Thank um, you. Voiceover is kind of new to me mm-hmm. so to get that feedback is amazing thank you so much absolutely and you know it's on the air so if you're in your next b-roll you can put my words there too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you Love have it. you have my permission <laughs> thank but you absolutely and i mean with all of that being sa- said i mean um i guess we can kind of keep it more personal as well like moving from la to houston like what are the big differences that you feel like uh stood out to you the most like is it the people is it the vibe uh what are your thoughts what are your takes on that definitely the people here you have that like southern hospitality whereas in la it's rare to find that and you mostly find that in the people who i call are la aliens 
<laughs> aliens? L aliens. L aliens. Okay. You have transplants and oh. then you have actual L aliens. Right. Okay. Is what I call Natural them. born. Yeah. People aliens. who were born in LA, raised in LA, and they were there. You can totally tell a difference because people who are transplants, and I was a transplant too, and I might have had an ego once or twice, you know, <laughs> you kind of have to. Okay. That's where Raquel's horseman comes from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can tell the difference. And it's like, you know, going into a nightclub and watching all these people throw money and it's like, okay, you're a scammer and you find these mm-hmm. things out about people or, oh, wow. yeah, and it's, everything's fake there. People rent cars, right. people rent houses. Mm. It's all a facade. Yeah, it's all imagery and smoke yeah. yeah, and, and mirrors. And it's and, fake niceness where yeah. it's like, oh my God, yeah, let's hang out, let's network. And then you never hear from them again. Whereas like in uh, New York, Mm-hmm. The difference is like they're gonna tell you straight up to your face. <laughs> um, no, I don't like your vibe. I don't like what's going on. And here in Houston, I find that everyone's like kind of a mixture of that. Mm-hmm. There are genuinely good, happy people, but they actually look at a person and what's their energy. What's you know, right. and you you don't feel any fakeness or it's it's genuine. Yeah. Houston is genuine, and being yeah. a melting pot too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it it really helps. People to be comfortable in a diverse city like city. ours. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like what we try to do with AF and Atu Houston. Um, yeah. It's just bringing that, bring this community together. I mean, I think there's even like a difference between uh, the, a lot of the issues I always find whenever it comes to just promoting ad advertising or better yet, the advertising club or mm-hmm. AF Houston is that, you know, what is advertising? What does it entail? It's everything, you know, mm-hmm. everything related to production, to media placements, to media buying to graphic design, to animations, mm-hmm. to voice acting, to a lot of other things. It's yeah. really diverse. And, you know, you, you never know who you can meet and who can that person help. Like, I, I remember how we met was through the AF luncheon. Mm-hmm. And I remember Joni was just like, she's not at two age. You can't have her. I'm like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's fine. I'm like, okay, Joni, I understand. <laughs> oh, I love Joni. She has been my saving grace here in Houston. Um, I, right after I left Portia, I met Joni. Oh, really? We have a funny story where she says she picks she picked me up at a bar. Oh, which yeah. <laughs> we did. We hit it off at a Carrabba's. I was there eating dinner with a friend of mine. Oh, wow. And she was there with a friend of hers. And we ended up accidentally sitting next to each other at the bar. And we got to chit-chatting. And, you know, from there on, I was like, how can I get involved with some of your projects? She brought me in as a volunteer on AAF Houston. And here we are now sitting here with you. And... It, all it took was that one genuinely kind, you know. Welcome and yeah. welcome. Yes. And now it's like, okay, I I know I made the right decision because leaving your corporate job is a scary leap to take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of, our last episode, we had Maite Jimenez, um, our former yes. VP. She came by and she was telling us at least about, you know, what she's doing now, how it was like just leaving, um, well, being laid off from her last job with mm-hmm. Poindexter. It's a shame. She's awesome. Uh, <laughs> they don't know what they lose. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's really um, knowing where to fall back when your network uh, on your network is really important. And having that type of initial connection really makes a big difference. Yeah. And even like uh, for me, I got my I was able to get my first job here with that, too. Actually, thanks to my day as well. Yeah. And yeah, like I met her at the luncheon as well. She seemed really awesome. She is awesome. And I think with everything that we all can testify with just overall being a part of this organization is just the power of networking. I think that's mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. And you never know who's looking for what. Even 
like did you meet did you met Joni before meeting Ray or did Ray Joni introduced me to Ray. Ah, right. there we go. Because I had told her that so growing up my mom always told me you should be in advertising, Raquel. You should go to school, get a PR degree, go oh, okay. communication, mm-hmm. things like that, because it was just a natural thing for me, mm-hmm. right? In the performing arts, but she wanted me to still take that and get a degree out of it. But then I ended up booking my movie, moving to LA, and I was like, bye, college. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> Now I look back and I'm like, I would have loved the university life to experience that. Yeah. I can agree. I mean, even for me, like back when I was um, trying to do graphic design, actually, I wanted to be an animator. Really? Yes. That's kind of how I started getting into this whole venture. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to do animation, but my mom was just like, animators don't get paid well. Yeah. Do do something else. Why don't you do market? Why don't you do graphic design? But then, mm-hmm. um, what was it? My father, he was a salesman, and I kind of wanted to help support his business in a sense. And I was like, oh, let me learn marketing so i wanted to do a double major yeah but then i did an internship or an apprenticeship with dylan moore the past president at af houston uh-huh. and he told me you're you're okay you can you can survive without doing graphic de- studying graphic design and then after i was like okay i graduated with my marketing degree he's like you never went to the design program you don't understand <laughs> things yeah. like that uh, it's kind of hypocrisy in the yeah world. it's kind of just like oh okay well i mean i'm learning from you so that's a, that's a testament to something right yeah right? yeah and then <laughs> it just works out but i mean you know it works um the the type of way of just getting that experience and also where you're coming from as well like it, you were a sales manager at porsche you worked in all these big studios and these big pieces big commercial pieces as well as with these independent films mm-hmm. and even um, running your very own acting studio. Uh, shout out again. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's just really impressive. So speaking of uh, staying networking, how would you recommend to young professionals how to, you know, network and you know, how to stay visible? Uh, make yourself available. First of all, I always say to people, my most valuable, the most valuable thing I can give you is my time. But you have to remember that that is also for yourself, too. The most valuable thing you can give is your time. So just you giving time to volunteer, just you giving time to go to that networking event or help plan something. People remember when you gave time to help with something um, and took that time out of your day and your schedule. They remember if you give money, if you give enough of it, (laughs) right? Um, Or, you know, even if you help create something, but keep yourself in a point, in in a place to where you are memorable and don't be afraid to talk to people that you might not know. Ask them, what do they do? Who are you? What do you do? And I'm terrible because if I don't know you, I'll just go up to you. Who are you? What's your name? (laughs) <laughs> so, just like what who you, so yeah and you are too you do that too, <laughs> um, so yeah i'm but don't be afraid to do it in a professional way of course and that'll keep you a grounded be in a place to where you can grow and foster and grow your career you know, I've, I've very much learned that um, everybody's favorite topic is themselves. And if you show just like a little bit of interest in what they do, then, you know, that opens so many doors. It really does. <laughs> even just talking to them or even remembering next time you see them like, oh, you're this and this. Yeah. yeah I remember. Oh, how was that going? It helps tremendously. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So 
And what advice do you have for someone who may be thinking about starting their own agency? Bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be ready. Um, First, you have to be able to accept the word no. You won't get every piece of business you bid for, you make, you do a proposal for. Um, You need to kind of know, first start with a good plan. Know what you want your agency to stand for, the your branding, all of that. I wanted mine to be fun. From the environment that people work in to the creative and things that we put out. Um, I wanted it to be a brand that they knew that we were a awesome, like easygoing but knowledgeable mm-hmm. um, team to work with. So when you start with that plan that flows into your brand, you know, between mission statements and all of that fun stuff. It flows into your your brand, but take the time to do the work. Start doing freelance too. You know you're gonna you need to have clients to start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, don't be afraid to tell people what you do, because like, yeah, I have an agency. Yeah, I, I can help you with that. How can I help you? Um, or even you get those tidbits of, oh, I'm looking for this. Oh, we do that, or I do that. So, but the most important thing is start with a plan. Also, you won't know everything. You won't. Mm -hmm. Um, So have a good network of people who, if you're not strong at creative, who's that person that you can call to help you with creative? Like, I use freelancers for a lot of our creative, but they're also people that I have worked with in corporate retail or other places. And that's the other beauty. It's like, you know, in Ad2, we used to do all of our flyers were done (laughs) all of them were different all of our events look different it gave us a the opportunity to really showcase design skills by not making everything the same Mm -hmm. um but it also gave me the opportunity to to gain favorites (laughs) of who these are and understand design the way different creative people design and what they do and what they prefer if it's video if it's content if it's um if it's uh just illustration it, so that no matter what I need, I know exactly who I'm going to go to. And it's the same thing in the corporate world because you have all of those designers. And some of my favorites came from the corporate world. It's like, I know, but they were so bound by you had to stay in this box mm-hmm. for that corporate brand to give them something that's outside of that corporate brand was important. Um, and they love it. They flock to it, actually. I was like, hey, I like I like that. Like, let's let's go. Let's do it. So, um. So two things. So I would say it was two things. It's have a plan, like a goal, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and have a have a good network. Know exactly who you're going to call. It almost sounds like I know you're talking about this dichotomy of like it's almost a paradox of have a plan, but also that plan's going to change. Always, <laughs> always, and you can't be afraid of it changing. A few things people have told me in my life is. One was, don't be afraid to say you don't know. Mm-hmm. Because somebody will inevitably throw something at you that you will not know what to do or how to handle it. And just gracefully say, you know, I don't know. Let me let me check on that. Let me, let me work on that. And take some time to figure out what that next step is going to be or who you need to talk to. The second thing is, is we had a CMO at Academy and it drove everybody crazy. But he used to say, what's the cost of yes? And I never thought I'd use it in so many different places, but there's going to be a lot of pivoting. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And in that pivot, it's going to take off of you could have been planning something for months. And yeah, this is going to be great. We have the creative, we have this. And then someone comes and is like, well, we want to really, we want to also focus here. It's like, okay, well, in order to focus there, this is, this is what we have to do. This might have to go. What's that cost going to be? I always keep a plan A, B, and C in my head. So like, oh, okay, well, if this happens in this, this happens in this. It drives some people crazy, but look, if something happens, I know exactly where I'm going. So just be ready for it. But don't be afraid of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Don't be afraid of it. Because a lot of, a lot of people get their feelings hurt when things change. And it's, none of it's personal. None of it is personal. Um, at the end of the day, it is, it is it's business. Um, and a client's goal is to make sure their um, company is successful. Your goal is you want to make that client. You want to you want your company to be successful, but you also want that client's company to be su- successful. Um, but you have you have to know their their customer just like they do. Mm-hmm. And usually they tend to know them a little bit more. There are some that don't, but they also have to be comfortable in the job that you're doing, and that's anywhere. So if there is something, some sort of discomfort, you have to figure out how you make it just a little bit better, right? And do it with a, you know, with a semi-smile. You won't be happy about it. <laughs> and no one's asking that, but it's just, how do you do it with a great attitude? Mm-hmm. And you keep going. Ad Club helps with that, too, because let me tell you, the pivots <laughs> we had to do in life. And y'all know that from events. Like, you oh, you, you play in an event, you think it's going to be great, and then, you know, your sign-up's a or something like that. Um, so then it's like, so then the next thing goes, okay, well, how are we going to make this better the next time? Or what are we going to do to change that outcome? So all of that's important. You do it and you just have to figure out how you actually apply it to the, to a job or, um, a business. Absolutely. And, um, before we wrap up here, Ms. Candy, do you mind if I ask you kind of a fun question? Sure. Uh, what, what did you sing in opera? Like, what part did you sing? <laughs> I was a mezzo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Mezzo soprano. I I like the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because you can go you go high or you can go low, and you know the the range is fun, um, or is fun for me. Um, so that's where that's where I felt most comfortable. You know, that honestly sounds like how you've been talking about your business approach. So (laughs) 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 it's funny how life echoes itself in so many ways. (laughs) Very much so. Well, thank you for your time, Miss Candy. We really appreciate it. You guys are very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. It's been fun. Yes. Thank you for joining us today. The Add to Houston Amigos podcast is produced at Radio Lounge. Add to Houston is a collaborative collective of young communication professionals age 32 and under, who are looking to make a difference in the industry. If you would like to become an Admigo, join us at at the2houston.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at at the2houston. Thank you for listening.